You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 86. And today we're talking about that pesky four-letter word that stops us from growing the business that we're capable of growing, fear. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thanks for joining me for another week and another episode. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you here today to talk about a topic that I believe is the number one thing that holds us back from building our businesses to the level that we're actually capable of reaching. It's the number one thing that holds us back from building a tribe, building a movement as big as we could. It's the number one thing that stops us from making the money that we could. It's the thing that gets in the way and stops us. And it's not just me, it affects me, but I know 100% that it affects you and I know without a doubt that it affects every single entrepreneur on the planet, every single one. And I know that it's not tech or not being able to understand or implement tech because some people can do that easily and some people are very challenged by it. It's not not knowing enough because we can always learn more or find people to help us. It's not some resource or it's not a tool or it's not something that we need to know. This thing that holds us back is fear. And fear has got so much to answer for. Uh, And especially for those of us that are building a business in this personal brand space. So, you know, the coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, course creators, because we are our business. We're the ones that are the voice and the face of our business. We're the ones who are putting our vision and IP, you know, our knowledge, our expertise out there, you know, what we believe in, our mission right out there for everyone to be able to see. And it's, you know, it can be scary, right? So today I want to talk about these different fears, how they affect us, the ways that they could hold us back. And let's talk about some ways that we can manage them. But before we get into it, we have to understand that fear is something that we all have and it's there for a reason, right? It keeps us alive. It's, you know, we know that we can't put our hand in the fire and we're afraid of falling into fire because we know that we'll get burnt and then it will hurt us. So so fear, we need it to stay alive, but there are some fears that are irrational. We, we're not living in a time where 
a saber-toothed tiger can come and jump out and eat us at any moment. You know, these type of fears are holding us back in our business, but they're irrational fears. It's not like the fear that keeps us from, from not staying alive. And I think that the, the first fear that we're going to talk about, and I don't know if you felt this, I'd love you to let me know, is a fear of failure. And this fear of failure is installed in us from when we're young. Think about what it's like at school. The school system teaches us that we need to memorize facts and figures and then we're going to be tested on that. And if we don't have an ability to memorize facts and figures and be able to spit them out in an, in a test situation, that you fail. You'll get your test back with you fail. You're a failure. And that's not necessarily the case, right? Just because we can't memorize facts and figures doesn't mean that we're a failure. You can't judge a fish on its ability to be a failure or not by its, by whether it can climb a tree. So we need to be aware that these types of things have been installed at a young age. Our parents as well, we might have done things that were dangerous and they've told us, you know, don't do that or don't try that. But as adults, we know that these things can be affecting us. So we need to not only acknowledge that we've got these fears, but also have a, a an understanding and a self-reflection within ourselves to be able to say, if I don't get this right, am I really a failure? So a really great way to move through this type of fear in your business is think of everything like a scientific experiment or an experiment. When you have an idea, just think, all right, let's just try this. Let's see if it works. And don't be worried about the outcome. Just let it be. Let's just try this. Let's just see what happens. And when you take away that need for knowing what the outcome is and just experimenting and let it flow, you, you might be able to come up with all sorts of new ideas or different ways to do things because it doesn't matter whether you win or lose because you're just trying something on for size. So yeah, that's the, that would be my first tip. Start to think of your business as an experiment. You can't get it wrong. You just get feedback that way. Now, the second fear that I see is a fear of the unknown. Now, if you're starting your business, everything's unknown. You might be good at your expertise or you, you, you are good at your expertise and you're not new in that, but you might be new in business and that's a whole different skill set. So, you know, fear of losing control could be something that's holding you back or a fear of not being able to manage outcomes. And the, the way that you need to get around this is, again, experiment and try and, and learn. Go out and learn about what it is that you don't know. So in my original business, I used to look after the what we call the front of house, so the, the client-facing activities, marketing. I used to look after the team, all of those types of things. And my business partner used to look after the books and the figures and the accounts and all of the, the, I guess, the data and the numbers in the business. So when I went into business on my own, that was a 
big gap for me. I really wasn't sure what I needed to do. I don't find numbers that, you know, they're not my zone of genius. They don't come easily to me. I have to work a little bit harder to figure out the figures in my business. So I paid a bookkeeper uh, who actually came to my house and helped me set up my zero and made sure it was all set up beautifully. And she went through everything that I needed to know in zero just to get started. Not everything about zero full stop, but just what I needed to know to get started. She had a look at the way that I was you know, looking after my accounts, the different files that I had, how I had it all set up. She gave me some tips on how to do it just a little bit better. And by doing this, it took away the fear of the unknown because I understood, you know, while I was with her, I took notes. So those numbers weren't as scary to me. I wasn't as scared of getting that job wrong because I had taken control of you know, the of being able to manage, you know, what it was that I was potentially trying to do. So a really great way to help with fear of the unknown is to learn about it so that you understand it so that it's not so scary and it won't hold you back. Next fear that I see is, this one's a bit of a funny one, a fear of committing to business expenses. Now, this is something I see a lot and my take on this is if you're not willing to invest in your business, then how can you expect people to invest in you? If you're not willing to back yourself and say, I need to make these purchases for my business to make sure that it's showing up in the way that it needs to show up to be, you know, professional, to be able to service my clients well, then you really haven't got your back. You're not committing to your business. It might be a tool like a CRM, which means that you're unable to, you know, track leads well, which means that you're not able to maximize your sales. It might be that you're holding back from taking on a mentor or a coach and you might be stuck and not able to get to the next level in your business and you're not paying for someone to help you. All of these things are keeping you playing small or maybe they're even keeping you in a hobby rather than a business. So when you feel yourself in this situation, don't ask yourself, can I afford this? That's the wrong question. Ask yourself, how can I afford this? What do I need to do to be able to afford this because I know that I need this for my business. And I think that, that, you know, building your business is all about the power of asking the right questions. So don't ask yourself, can I afford this? Because chances are right now you probably can't. But ask yourself, how can I afford this so that you can move forward and do what you need to do to grow your business to be able to uh, uh, purchase what it is you need to be able to take you and your business to the next level. Now, the next fear is fear of having to do things that make you uncomfortable. And boy, when you're in business, and especially as a solopreneur, there are a lot of these things that can hold you back. Maybe you're afraid to get on the phone and have a chat to someone. Maybe, actually, this one's even worse. Maybe you're afraid of getting on the phone because something's gone wrong. 
I know that I've shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again because I think it's quite powerful. This happened to me quite a few years ago. I had someone sign up to a program uh, and signed up uh, online through through my form, but something had happened. We had we'd clicked a little box in the form that said instead of billing this person by the month, it said bill this person every day. Now to make this story go to the complete next level, the person that was signing up for the program had their credit card stolen. So what they were doing was using their parents' credit card and paying their parent back just while they were waiting for their new credit card to arrive and then we were going to change it over. So this person's mum was quite elderly. She was living alone out in the country. You know, she was in a regional area. I hadn't picked up that the credit card was being billed daily and it had happened three days in a row. And the only reason that she noticed is she went to get her groceries and her credit card didn't work. So the next phone call I had was from this person saying, oh my goodness, what have you done? My mum's credit card has been maxed out because you have billed us every day. Now, let me tell you, at that point, I felt so sick. No one wants things like this to go wrong in their business. So I got straight off the phone, went and had a look what had happened. Of course, refunded all of that money straight back, but I wasn't sure if the bank was going to, you know, put it straight in. Chances are it was probably going to be held up by two or three days. So what did I do? I did the thing that made me feel even more sick than the first phone call. I actually rang this person's mother. I wanted her to know that I was a real person, that it was a genuine mistake, that I was extremely sorry, and what could I do right now to make sure that she was okay? And it was, I can still remember to this day, I was on the phone to, to this person's mum for, for nearly an hour. We ended up having a beautiful conversation. She was telling me all about her grandkids and what she was doing on the weekend. And she, at the end of it, she was apologizing to me for making me feel bad. And it, it just showed that the power of, you know, getting on the phone and doing the uncomfortable thing and making sure that you do absolutely everything and anything to fix something that's gone wrong. So I share that story because it is so powerful that something went really, really wrong. And just by me picking up the phone and apologizing and saying, what can I do to help you right now? Just it, like she said, it gave her so much trust in that there was a real person and that, you know, not everyone in the world is out to, to steal and, you know, do bad things because the internet can be scary, especially for older people. They don't, because they don't understand it, they don't trust it. So, you know, there are uncomfortable things that we need to do in our business, but you need to push through and, and get them done because, not only will it help you in your business and it will help you to build trust, but every single time you do these little uncomfortable things, the baseline for where is uncomfortable just raises. So that bar rises higher or raises higher and higher and higher, which means that you're going to be stepping up and doing much more terrible English. I was about to say much more harder things, but you know, you will do things that challenge you so much more. 
maybe your fear is not getting on the phone. Maybe you've got a fear of public speaking, you know, public speaking. Some people are afraid of that more than death. It's, it's quite a normal thing. So how can you do some of these things that scare you on a smaller level so that you can prove to yourself that it's okay, I will live through this and you'll get the learnings and each time you just choose something a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger so that you can really play that game to the level that you're c- capable of playing. Now the last fear, and I've, le- I've left this one to the end because I, this is a huge fear, it's one of the biggest fears I see from people starting their business, is the fear of not knowing enough. Now, I don't know if you've heard about the Dunning-Kruger effect. I talk about this a lot. And the Dunning-Kruger effect is the effect of people believing that they're smarter and more capable at something than they actually are. So you'll see this a lot in people that have just started learning a topic. So if you can imagine a graph down the left-hand side, you've got confidence. And along the bottom, you've got knowledge and skills. So when you're starting something, you're right at the, that bottom piece. You've got no confidence and no knowledge and skills. You're, you're at that point of, oh my goodness, I have no idea about this thing. But then you do a course or you research, you do um, a little bit of, you know, jumping in and doing a bit of this work and imagine that you're coming up all the way in confidence and you peak at the top. And usually this peak comes after you've only been dabbling in whatever it is that you're learning about for a very short time. And this is the peak of inflated expectation. It's where you go, oh, yeah, I get it. I call it, and I've seen it, I can't remember where I saw it, but someone said we call this the peak of Mount Stupid. This is the person that's done a six-week course and think they know everything um, and this is where we're all at when we, we first start something. Um, you know, usually that first job out of school, we haven't been in it for more than a couple of weeks and we go, oh, we're totally all over this. We get it. But what we don't realize is that we've only delved into a tiny little part of this job. So as we come over the crest and we're, and we've, we're heading down. So we're getting more knowledge and skills, but we actually start to lose confidence because we start to think, ah. Oh, there's actually more to this than I, than I thought. So we start to, to go down. We start to realize, oh, maybe I don't know as much as I did. And then we keep going down, down, down. We're still learning more knowledge and skills, but we're getting even less confidence. Uh, and, and this is called the valley of despair, uh, where we think, oh, my goodness, oh, man, I'm never going to understand this. It's the valley of despair. And then we start to come up the other side. So as we learn more knowledge and skills, we're starting to think, oh, yeah, okay, I'm starting to get this. I'm understanding it. And we keep going, we keep going, and we get to that trusted authority. You know, we get to that point where it's like, trust me, I've got this. I know this. This is an interesting place because I also find that some people um, will say, I'm not an expert at this point. And I find this this um, this intriguing because they get to a point where they know so much about a topic that they realize how much they don't know. Now, that's the, the Dunning-Kruger effect and this type of cognitive bias that you've got towards your expertise. 
But what you need to understand, if you're just starting out in business, even though you've got a high expect expertise, that you need to go through this whole effect, this whole Dunning-Kruger effect again, just learning how to run your business. So just because you've been in your expertise for 20, 30, 40 years, if you've been in corporate and you've never been in business, don't think that you can do everything in business yourself. You're going to go through this whole thing, this whole valley of despair. So understand that your expertise and your knowledge in running a business are two separate things. So being this, having this fear of not knowing enough, just understand that it relates to your business and not necessarily your expertise and bring the people in that can help you. Bring in the mentors, the coaches. Um, and understand that the only way to deal with any of these fears is to take action. That you need to take action to be able to get over these fears and to move through them and to realize that they're not actually as bad as what you're making them out to be. So some of the things that you can do is to model people who inspire you or model people who have been on the path before you. What would they do? Think about and ask yourself, what would, what would that person do if they were in this situation? What would that person say when this, when this situation arose? And start to model them and get it, you know, take on the, oh, as Todd Herman calls, the alter ego effect. You know, imagine yourself as that person and, and act through. Don't copy what they do. That's not what I'm saying at all. But model the types of things that they would do to get through their fears and to show up in the way that they show up. The other thing you need to do is ask, who can I hire to help me? Who can I go to who's been there before me and done what I want to be doing? And who can I hire to help me achieve those results? You know, if you're struggling to get leads, hire a marketing coach. If you're struggling like I was to understand your books, hire a bookkeeper. So understand what it is the or the outcome that you're trying to achieve and then hire someone to help you achieve, you know, exactly what it is that you're struggling with at that time. And the third thing that uh, that is really, really important as an entrepreneur and especially, you know, when we're isolated a lot, you know, some a lot of us, what well, I do, I don't know about you, I work from home, so some days can be quite lonely, is make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the people that have your back. So whether that's your, your coach, also think about who are the experts that you need to have on speed dial to ring if something, you know, goes wrong and you need them. Who's the friend that understands what it's like to, to be in business and have these fears that you can jump on the phone to and will be quite okay to have a chat with you and, you know, give you the hug that you need and then, you know, a swift kick up the butt to get going. These people, and I've got a small handful of people that I keep very, very close to me. And, you know, they're my very best friends in the whole wide world and they get me and I get them. And, you know, if they ring, no matter what I'm doing, I'll pick up the phone every single time because I'm there for them. And I also know that if I need to ring them, that they will do the same for me. They always pick up the phone. They always help me, whether it's um, a friend that can help me move through a tech issue 
or it's someone to say, oh, come on, Sam, like, you know, get out of your own way. People need to hear your message. Get out there. Share it. Just, you know, here's that swift kick up the backside that you need or remember that time that you helped me we did this. You know, other people need to hear that. Whatever the story is, you know, surround yourself with the people that have got your back. And just understand, like, if there's only one thing that you take from this episode, I want it to be this. When you face your fears, they can't control you. When you face your fears, they can't control you. And I think that is the most important thing to understand and the most important thing as entrepreneurs to live by. So I don't know if you resonated with this episode. It's a little bit different to some of the episodes I've had, but I'd love you to let me know. I'd love you to, um, you know, I'm curious to know if this has resonated with you. If it has, I'd love you to take a screenshot of the episode, pop your biggest takeaway on there and pop it up onto Insta stories and make sure you tag me at the Sam Riley. I'd love to see it and of course share it with my with my tribe as well. And if you haven't, I would love you to join my new free Facebook group, Business Success Community. We're growing a beautiful community there of people that are course creators who are building or are getting ready to build their online course and to take that course or that coaching business to six figures before the end of the year for the end of 2019 you know now's the time to think about that and to put the strategies in place it's not on the 27th of December when you haven't when you realize that you haven't hit your targets so uh, yeah I'd love you to join us there business success community and I'd love to see you in there and have you part of the tribe I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If you have, I'd love you to reach out on, to, on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review so that more people can find us. The more ratings and reviews that we have, the more people see the show, the more people will hear this message. So um, if you do that, again, take a screenshot and send it to me. Email me at sam at samantharily.global. I would love you to let me know and I would love to get something out to you to say thank you for helping us to get our podcast to more ears for the people that really need to hear this. I hope you've enjoyed today and I look forward to seeing you in Thursday's episode. But for now, have a great week. I'll speak to you soon. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Business Lab.